0: If you want to turn in your Bibles today, uh, we're going to begin in Ecclesiastes 3.1. We're going to kind of be kind of all over uh, a little bit uh, as, as we're looking at uh, a topic of new seasons. And today with the Day of Celebration Sunday, there's so many things that we want to celebrate. Uh, this is our first Celebration Sunday since early in the summer, and we're kind of overdue. And so as I was trying to compile things, or some things that I was thinking about. that seemed like they happened a while back, weeks ago or months ago but we just haven't had an opportunity to celebrate them since. And as I was thinking over the course of the summer, I was thinking about uh, Mega Sports Camp VBS and all the fun that we had with that. How many of y'all kids that are here went to Mega Sports Camp VBS and were excited about it? You enjoyed it? Yes, awesome. Some of them were passing offering back there. We had a huge crowd of kids here for that. Uh, We had our biggest backpack giveaway that we've had. We were able to bless uh, 100 kids with backpacks full of school supplies. It was awesome, that was because of an iheart wyoming uh, grant that we received and like i said we kind of backed up on our celebration sundays but we received another iheart wyoming grant since that first one and it was able to help us with tailgating and with putting together these amazing semester survival kits and last week was college sunday and we gave these out to college students we gave them out on the campus when we were tailgating. And if you're here, you're in college today, you haven't received one of these, grab one at the end of service. They're in the fellowship hall around the trees over there. But these we packed with uh, all kinds of amazing stuff, Uh, laundry detergent, ramen noodle, coffee, hot chocolate, everything a student needs to at least survive their first week at college, right? And an invitation to come and be a part of what we have going on at New Life, information about the activities and events that uh, happen with Chi Alpha. And um, and so it was a blessing to be able to give those away. And so we're celebrating that today. Uh, we're celebrating. Last Sunday was our highest attendance that we've had uh, this year. And that was pretty awesome. And then this morning, first service was trying to break that. We had our highest first service attendance that we've ever had this morning. We were like breaking out chairs for first service. That's awesome. So could you put your hands together and just thank God for all of those things? So much for In fact, our you know as we continue to grow, the board we met this last week, and we were talking about some of the things that, that are exciting challenges that come as a result of that, and, and one of the things that we talked about was our Thanksgiving meal that we like to do, and we just talked about the fact that we just we can't have that here. It's that it would be impossible. Last year, I don't know if you remember, you were here. For our thanksgiving meal we stuffed every person in here that we could possibly fit there's no way that more people would be able to come in and our heart with that meal is we want college students even if they don't attend this church or whatever international students that maybe have never experienced thanksgiving or people that don't have another family to go home to to be a part of that meal and it's a big day for us in fact last year it was our highest attended sunday of the year and and so one of the things that we decided that we're going to do for this thanksgiving because that's so special and important we would like those Those moments is that we're going to have one service that day on the Sunday before Thanksgiving. We're going to do it at the fairgrounds and have uh, just one big service and one big meal together in a venue that will be able to accommodate that, that big day for us. So that's something for you to look forward to. It'll be one big Sunday, one service, all together in one place, and one meal all together in one place. And we're excited about that. But those are some of the kinds of challenges that we're having to explore in the new season that we're in. Um, in addition to all those things we celebrated, there's been many people that have been busy working around the church. You may have noticed the new lights that we have. They're led dimmable lights. that are pretty awesome. Scott installed those for us. Um, and in fact, one of the things that we uh, like to do, uh, you probably noticed this new sound booth that we have back there. If you haven't been here in a few weeks, it's, it's enlarged. We were trying to fit four people in like three foot of space and now four people fit so it's good but one of the things we like to do on celebration Sunday is we like to honor and recognize those that are exceptional in their serving and volunteering in the church and and so today we want to do that and the volunteer that we want to recognize today has been coming to New Life for less than a year but in fact has helped serve at outreaches and events before he ever even regularly attended church here, he would show up just to be a part of the outreach we did in the community. It was pretty awesome. Um, this person recently headed up the remodel of our sound booth and some of the other projects uh, around the church, inside and outside the church. And he's getting baptized today as well. And he was here at first service. But Marian Marchetti, we have a picture of him there for you. Yeah. And I told the first service, yes, he did celebrate. Uh, This is a picture on the left side that tells you kind of what he looks like. You may recognize him. You've probably seen him around. The other picture I had to include, because that's his Facebook profile picture. And when your Facebook profile picture is doing work at the church, that's probably a sign that you should be recognized for some of the work that you do around the church. And so we're excited um, to to celebrate, and and we honored him when he was here at first service. Uh, But like I said, he'll be getting baptized today as well. Um, So it's a season of celebration, not only for our church as a whole, but for many of you, it's a season uh, of celebration in, in your lives. It's a season for a lot of people in our church with a lot of new things that are going on. As I was preparing this message over the last several weeks, I was just thinking through different people in our church and different situations and circumstances that are happening, and there's a lot of new seasons and a lot of lives for people. Today in our church we're celebrating baptism and, and new membership and, and uh, but there's also people that are celebrating engagements. We actually have two couples that are now engaged uh, in our church to be married uh, over the course of the next year. Uh, Kale and Krista were here at the first service uh, today and we're super excited for them a year from now they'll be getting married and then also Aaron and Emily that are from Colorado Springs, they were here last Sunday and they uh, they are also engaged and so that's that's exciting. There's people that are that are getting new jobs, people that are moving, and we're not excited or celebrating about the fact that they're moving. <laughs> Martinez family right there, uh, but we are we are excited for the opportunity that it presents uh, for their lives, um, and and so so all these these things that are happening as we celebrate the changes and the growth and the new seasons and new life. It may mean. Um, less parking spots. Maybe when you come in and you have to park a little further from the door than you're used to. Maybe it's that there's more food that's needed at church picnics and, and Thanksgiving meals and all those kinds of things. It's awesome, but with each of these new seasons and excitement comes a sense of wonder and also some thought about the future and what will it really be like? What are the changes going to be? What are the challenges that are going to be? I was picking on Kel and Krista a little bit in the first as I told them You know, engagement means that you're going to get married. I don't know if if they realize that, but that's that's what that means. And there's a lot that changes when that happens. There's many things, just thinking back over the last couple of years of my life, there's a lot of things I don't really remember from two years ago. You know, big events, all that kind of stuff. A lot of things I don't remember, but there's some things I do remember. Some things I'm glad to be able to forget, right? Yeah. One thing I'll probably never forget from two years ago was walking into a new season in life as my family packed up everything we owned into a moving truck and we began a long drive. Now the long drive part, that's the part I want to forget. The drive from Texas to Wyoming, that drive is incredibly long and that's the part that I'm blocking out. I can remember clearly though the feeling of changing of seasons that was taking place in our lives almost two years ago like today with any season of change there was excitement there's also that uncomfortable feeling that you get of the unknown but I also distinctly remember the peace of God's presence God's been with us every step of the way there's been victories and celebrations there's been some hiccups and hurdles like anybody in any life here but God's been so good through all of that and through the experience of changing seasons and 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 seeing the shift and the differences and the changes but also knowing there's a constant God and we've learned that whatever season that we're in or that God's moving us to, that God is able and he's faithful and we can trust him. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says this, To everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Mm-hmm. That passage of scripture, if you read on in that chapter, it goes on to talk about how there's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what's planted, to kill, to heal, to break down, to build up, to weep, to laugh, to mourn, to dance. All these things, each one has a time and a season. It says that God's made everything beautiful in his time. Our God is a God that does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And yet he's a God that does new things in our lives. And he's a God of seasons and times and purposes. And we don't always know and understand, but God does. We serve a God of seasons. We see it in creation. God created seasons in nature based on the rotation of the earth as it orbits the sun. Seasons change as the earth moves. When the seasons change, it changes conditions on earth. Some of you may have taken a stroll the last several evenings and noticed it's a little cooler than it's been a few weeks ago. I need a jacket. There's a season that's changing. There's something that's happening. Some of you don't want me to talk about it. You wish I'd stop even now as it's 80 <laughs> degrees outside. You're like, let me enjoy the last little bit of this season. In nature, there's these seasons in fall where leaves drop. It's time to prune. A tree that's never pruned will always have small fruit. Mm-hmm. Then winter comes and the tree comes close to dying. There's no fruit and there's no leaves. and it looks pretty bad, but in the spring, the leaves sprout again, and the plants flower. In summer, fruit comes, and it ripens, and there's a harvest that follows that. All these things happen in seasons, and life there's seasons. Some are more fruitful than others. Just because one season is tough doesn't mean that it isn't God's plan for your life. Amen. You can't always pray away a season. God uses different seasons in our lives to bring about his will. When seasons change, It changes our lives and unexpected things happen and there's unwanted change. And and our lives become uncomfortable and it forces us out of that comfort zone. But just because something is uncomfortable also doesn't mean that it's not from God. When we face the difficult season, we should pray that God will give us grace to face the challenge and the difficulty. In life, there's the same seasons that follow the natural order that God set up. There's seasons of pruning. There's seasons where there seems to be no fruit and it seems like everything is dying. And then there's seasons of coming back to life and sprouting new life and seasons of fruit. In some seasons, days are longer, but in others, it's the nighttime that's longer. That applies to our life as well. There's mountaintop experiences that seem to be so brief, and yet there's valley moments and seasons seem to drag on forever tears seem like they'll never end the joy is absent and it's hard to remember if you look back at what has happened in the life of this church over the last 10 years you would see changing of seasons you would see stretching and dying and pruning and a resurgence of life and there's a lot of emotion that goes with all those things that we've seen god do it's exciting it's brought changes it's stretched people even now, we're in a season that's exciting, but if we're honest, we're asking, God, what are you up to? What are you doing? And there's a sense that there's, there's a new season that's coming. I believe that for this church, that God's taking us into a new season now. And many of you in your lives, God's taking you into new seasons. And maybe it's a result of your decision to be baptized today or become a new member of, of new life, or maybe it's something that God's calling you to that's a little bit out of your, your comfort zone, or maybe you're a student in a new season in a new place and you're, you're trying to adapt to that seasons of change that happen something going on in your life that's stretching you and challenging you and changing things from the way they've been and what the normal and the comfortable has been similar to what it says in Isaiah forty-three eighteen and 19 Isaiah 43 is a passage that was written about God's mercy in spite of the sin and failures and shortcomings of the people and this is what it says forget the former things Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God says, I'm doing something new. It's time to stop looking back in in life. There's two times when we look back. We look back when it's bad and we we think, how how terrible was that? And, And we also look back when it's good and we say, oh, man, those were the good old days. And we remember things sometimes even better than they ever were. Both of those seasons are hard to let go of, the bad ones and the good ones. And whether your previous season has been a a, a negative one, a bad season, a difficult, challenging season, and you've held on to that negativity, you've held on to hurt and and pain and resentment and those things that have happened, or whether it's been a good one and you just cherish the memories Mm -hmm. for both of those situations, I believe God says, you know what, I'm doing something new. I want to take you to a new place and a new season in your life where I can do new things. Whether those things that happened before were amazing, that's awesome. We cherish that, but we're going to move forward. Or whether they were terrible, that's fine. Release that. Don't allow those things to control you and impact you anymore. It's time to move forward to the things that God has for us. Today, I want to look at the changes that God brings in the life of an individual. And what happens when God brings new seasons. And we're going to do it by taking a quick look at the life of peter today and i love peter and i know i've preached about peter a little bit over the course of the last year um, but one of the reasons i love peter is because he's so relatable and i think peter would fit in really well in wyoming i've just come to that decision he's a little wild he's a little bit independent he's a little rough around the edges but he's a passionate follower of christ he wasn't perfect and he never tried to be but he was real peter went through different seasons in his life and i want to look at a few of those seasons With us today As we look at Peter's life this morning We're going to discuss three principles about moving into a new season If you're taking notes this morning You can write these things down The first of those is that new seasons carry new changes New seasons carry new changes Change is inevitable in our life It's going to happen We look outside at the world around us And we notice things are different today talked about in the church But even look around your life How things have changed in your family over the last ten years new additions, people that are no longer with us today. Look at the city of Laramie, the city is different. Walmart's different. Walmart has online ordering and they'll deliver it to your car, which is pretty fantastic if you like it. If not, the great thing is you can still go inside and pay with a check. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. 10 years from now, everything that we see and know now will be even different than it is. New seasons carry new changes. For all the kids here in service today, I bet I could guess which season is their favorite. But I've got some New Life books here somewhere. Which Who wants to help me and talk about their favorite season? What's your favorite season? My favorite season is uh, summer. Summer. And why? Uh, no school. No school. That's awesome. <laughs> here we go. Now, I was waiting for that answer in first service. I was like, where is the, the summer is my favorite season because there's no school? I mean, that was... Textbook classic exactly what I thought I was going to get in first service. I'm telling you we had two answers And they were both like extremely deep and I could have just like called You know just prayed and been done with service right there It wasn't summer cuz there's no school like there was some really deep. I was like, oh my goodness That someone one of the kids said today today is my favorite season and I was like, whoa, that's just incredible Um, That's that's super deep who else some of the kids in the back up there got their hands up Sam what you got? Get to do fun stuff. Here's a dollar for you. Come get it. New Life Kids buck for you. Awesome. Great job. Would you guys give them a hand? New seasons carry new changes. Looking at Peter, he entered a new season when Jesus found him fishing. And this had been his life, his profession. And Jesus called Peter to follow him in Matthew 4, 18 through 20. And just a, a part of that passage right there. Jesus says to Peter, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. He was talking to Peter and his brother Andrew, and it says immediately they left their nets and they followed him. One day, Peter's a regular fisherman, and then Jesus stepped on the scene and brought a new season and changes to his life. Not just vocational changes, but inward changes as well. Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you, the word make in Greek can also be translated sprout forth. And I think that's significant when God calls you, he's causing something inside of you to sprout forth. There's a miracle in you and there's seasons and purposes that God has ordained you for and in other seasons you don't recognize the purpose And it's not until God calls you into the new season that it begins to sprout forth and those changes begin to see and you begin to to, to know, okay, now I can see how God was moving in my life in these different seasons when I didn't know what was going on and when I questioned why I had to go through that challenging and that difficult season. Now I can see that God was placing things inside of me that at a later time were going to sprout forth in a new season. That's exactly what he did in the life of Peter. With our kids in here today, uh, they would be very familiar and, and maybe some of the big kids would be familiar with a movie called Despicable Me and uh, in this movie there's a man who delights in all the wicked things mm-hmm. In he's a super villain, he hatches a plan to steal the moon and he's surrounded by an army of little yellow minions and his impenetrable arsenal of weapons and war machines and um, he makes ready to vanquish all that stand in his way. But nothing in his calculations or groundwork has prepared him for his greatest challenge, which is three adorable orphan girls that want to make him their dad. In the beginning, a super villain is all that he was mm-hmm. and all that he could be. He couldn't do bedtime stories, he couldn't do goodnight kisses, but something changed. And well, I'll let you check it out. Check out this short clip from Despicable Me. Oh, come on, you want a story.
1: Please, sleepy me Oh no, sorry, that, that book was accidentally
0: destroyed maliciously. <laughs> Tonight, we are going to read a new book. This one is called One Big Unicorn, by who wrote this? Oh, me! I wrote it. Oh look, it's a puppet book! Here, watch this. Oh. the. <laughs> myself on the back
1: but yes he
0: probably will be here we go
1: <laughs> one big
0: unicorn strong and free thought he was happy as he could be then three little kittens came around and turned his whole life upside down hey that one looks like me no what are you talking about these are kittens any relation to persons living or them is completely coincidental
1: They made him laugh. They made him cry.
0: He never should have said goodbye. And now he knows he could never part from those three little kittens. They changed his (coughs) heart. Okay, alright, good night. New seasons carry new changes. I got one more New Life Kids book. What happened to Gru? Who knows who wants to help me out with that? What happened to Gru? Zane, tell me. Do you think grew changed? Awesome job. He believes that he did. There's a new life. What is it that you think that God is calling you to today? Today, there are those of you that are making the decision for baptism or for membership. And I want to encourage you that God's calling you into a new season. He's bringing new changes in your life. I believe that God's calling us as a church into a new season. We've talked before about the 2020 vision, what it is, and it's just God's perfect plan for us. And we're praying, God, would you show us, would you lead us, would you open the right doors for us at the right times? The temptation before many new seasons is to hold too tightly to the old season. To hold on to past success and to the familiar and to the comfortable. Oftentimes the enemy of future success is also our past success. Mm -hmm. New seasons bring new changes, but if God's calling us to it, then we have to trust that he'll fulfill his purpose inside of our lives. So not only does a new season carry new changes, but it also creates new challenges. There's no doubt that when Peter was called to follow Jesus, that he faced not only changes in his life, changes of what he would do and where he would do it, and that he would follow Jesus, but many, many challenges He had been a fisherman. That was easy. That was something he knew was familiar and comfortable. But this life of following Jesus was a life of being stretched, learning to walk by faith and facing challenges. Peter's faith was challenged by stepping out of a storm-battered boat to walk on water. His feelings were challenged when one minute he was proclaiming Jesus to be the Son of God and the next minute he's being rebuked by Jesus and, and being called Satan. His traditions and prejudices were challenged as he followed Jesus to Samaria. His humility was challenged when the Son of God, the light of the world, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, lowered himself to a place of servitude and washed Peter's feet. He was challenged when he faced a season of failure when he denied knowing the Lord three times even though he said he would never do it. Mm-hmm. But Peter time and time again stepped up To the challenge. Even in failure, he didn't allow it to destroy him. He found grace and forgiveness and he pressed on. Jesus was a perfect example for us of facing challenges and yet remaining faithful to God in the midst of it all. In the face of his greatest challenge, the night that he was to be betrayed and crucified, Jesus asked God to take that cup away from him. He said, God, if there's any other way, and yet he finished that prayer saying, Not my will, but yours be done. And he willingly faced the challenge of the cross. You know, that's a similar thing that happens to us when we step into a season that seems where all hell is breaking loose. You feel dry and empty, and despite your best efforts, you feel as though the Lord is not there. You begin to believe that you're a complete and total failure. Maybe you have blown it. But remember, there's a purpose for you in every season. What many of us fail to realize is that Christ's love is greater than your failures. When you fail to meet the challenge, there's a grace and a mercy that's far greater than your shortcomings. Don't allow one bad season to define you for a lifetime. Peter didn't allow that season to define the rest of his life. It was one chapter, but God doesn't finish writing your story. Peter could have done what many of us do today and used failure as an excuse As to why we can't continue to see the miracle of God, those things that he's developing inside of us to continue to sprout in our lives. But Peter had an encounter with the risen Savior, and it changed everything for him, and it will change everything for us as well. New seasons carry new changes. They create new challenges, but new seasons also crown new champions. I apologize to the first service, and I've tried really hard over the last several months as it hasn't been football season, to avoid any topics or <laughs> illustrations of football. But I apologize, because that's over. It's football season. So here we go. One thing I love about football is that every new season inspires a renewed sense of hope. Yep. It's like there's a clean slate and a reset button. There's no guarantee that the Patriots will win again this year, only that they will try and cheat again this year. <laughs> yeah. And there's once again hope that my Dallas Cowboys can win it all. Amen. No, but for real, this season, we're going to win. Yeah. Redskins. Don't tell me the score. <laughs> stay here. Stay focused. In football, much not like in life, new seasons often crown new champions. In the life of Peter, we see a fisherman transformed into a follower of Jesus and fisherman. That fisherman was changed as a result of following Jesus for three and a half years. Yes, he was challenged along the way. Like all of us, he had his ups and downs. But ultimately, in spite of all of his shortcomings and failures, Peter was restored. He found forgiveness. He was completely changed. And it ushered in a new season in his life that resulted in Peter no longer denying Christ, but boldly proclaiming him to thousands of people. Amen. I believe that those who knew Peter three years before were amazed to see the champion that he became because it was like a different person. Some of you may know the name Josh Hamilton. Some of you kid, how many of y'all kids like baseball? Mm-hmm. Any baseball players here? Some of us like baseball. Josh Hamilton's been a fascinating story mm-hmm. to me. If you know anything about baseball, you've probably heard of this guy. Yep. His story's compelling, not from the standpoint of that he's necessarily a great role model. Josh has had a public, well-documented struggle with drugs and alcohol, but the way that he's bounced back after falling to the bottom of society in the midst of all the situations and circumstances of his life how he's allowed god to work in his life is an incredible testimony hamilton was the first overall pick in the 1999 major league baseball draft by the tampa bay rays infamously he fell apart during his days with the team's minor league system the team moved on from him after a few years And he bounced around the league, never reaching his full potential, until eventually he was traded to the Texas Rangers. With the Rangers, Hamilton bounced back from his negative image, turning into one of the greatest players in the game. While his story isn't clean, it's messy, there's a lot of ups and downs, he's done his best to stay away from the lifestyle that's caused him so many problems. He's given his life to the Lord, he's had setbacks, but he continues to find ways to make the most of his new life. I want you to hear just briefly from him, and part of his testimony today. Check out Josh Hamilton.
1: The drugs and alcohol, uh, you know, I never used one without the other. The drugs were, close we're at a dream, the closest thing. For that adrenaline rush for me, throwing somebody out, and the ball's hit, you get under it, the crowd's starting to build, guys tagging whole plate being created in front of you. And then when he's out and they roar the crowd and then a drum rush you get. When baseball wasn't there, that's what that's what that did for me. And that's what got me addicted so quickly. Growing up after high school to play professional baseball. did really well, and, and had more money than I wanted to have. And, uh, you know, my parents were, were there watching me play. It was a dream come true for me. So me and my parents, um, on the way home from the spring training game, got in a car accident. Mm-hmm. I jumped truck. Ran a red light, so we turned left and plowed into it. Two things I really knew in life, baseball and my parents, were taken away from me at the same time. Um, so I had to find somewhere I could turn where I felt comfortable. You know, I noticed that I got tattoos. So I started getting tattoos. hanging out parlor um, all day. And the people there, they were good people. They just made bad choices. That's where I was introduced to my first drug and my first drink. I went down a path of destruction. And I actually got suspended from baseball. And it wasn't because of anybody else. It was because of the way I was living, the choices I was making. Everything in my life up until this point, I could do them all. I didn't need help from anybody. I was good at everything. This, the drugs and the alcohol. I couldn't stop doing, them. and I wanted to do more. It was, it was just—it it was chaos. You know, there was this guy in this suit, dark suit, and. had this cold smirk on his face and just kept getting up and coming after me and coming after me and you know I was to the point where I was worn out and, and I couldn't fight anymore and I woke up. It scared me so bad that I got up out of my bed went across the hallway to my grandmother's room knocked on the door I said grandma said so, yeah, son had a bad bed. And I said, can I can I sleep with you? That's a 25-year-old man <laughs> asking if he'd be in the bed with his grandma. <laughs> and, uh, and she welcomed me in. And the time I asked God. I said I said, I need help. I said, I have been trying to do this so long and I can't do it anymore. I can't I can't try anymore. I said, because I failed on my own. You do with me what you want to do with me, but I surrender. Sure. and I noticed the Bible at the end of the bed, and I started just looking through it. and The verse that caught my eye it's James 4:7. It says, "Humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and he will from you." And that's exactly what I did. Within six months. I had the same exact dream again. You know, I was knocking them down and beating them and hitting them. And, and he stood up and he just looked at me. And I looked <coughs> to my side and I didn't see Jesus. But I knew he was standing beside me because we started chasing him And I never woke up feeling more calm and at peace than I ever had. I
0: 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. God wants to transform us by his power, and God is calling his champions to step into a new season. Oftentimes in our lives, we want the new to come and for us to be able to have a 30-day trial before the old's gone. We want to test it out. We want to see if this new is going to suit us before. We fully let go of the old. God's plan is for good things. You're his son. You're his daughter. God wants to give you a new season. He wants to do new and exciting things in your life. And he'll never force those things on you. He'll never force you into a relationship with him. He'll never force you to follow him. It's simply an invitation. You'll only ever experience the difference that Jesus makes if you allow him to make a difference in you. God didn't create you to be a chump. He created you to be a champion. That's good. You should turn to someone next to you and tell them, God didn't create me to be a chump. He created me to be a champion. Come on, some of y'all don't believe it. God didn't create me to be a chump. He created me to be a champion. Seriously, this morning, I want you to know that no matter who you are, no matter how many times you failed, what your past may look like, God loves you and he has a plan for your life. God would love for you to step into a new season with him today by making him the Lord of your life. If you've never made that decision before, you can make it today. New seasons crown new champions, and in Christ, you can be a new creation. Mm -hmm. Old can be gone, and the new season can begin today. I'm going to invite everyone here just to bow your heads and close your eyes with me. I want to give you that opportunity today. If you're here, you came into this place today, And you didn't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've never prayed a prayer like the one I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray today. You've never prayed a prayer to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You've never surrendered your life to him. You're in a place maybe similar to Josh. Maybe it's not drugs and alcohol, but there's other things in your life that are keeping you from a right relationship with God. Or maybe you're here today and you've once been in that relationship, but you no longer are. I want to give you an opportunity today to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I'm going to invite everyone here to pray a simple prayer. With me today Let's pray Dear Heavenly Father, Dear Heavenly Father thank, you for me. thank you for loving me Thank you that in spite of myself My failures and shortcomings That you still love me, still love me. Today I accept Jesus, I accept Jesus as, my Lord and as my Lord and Savior I believe that when he died on the cross, I that he, died on the cross he died for my sin and today I declare that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Every head bowed, every eye still closed, just respecting the privacy of others around you. If you prayed that prayer today, and you made Jesus the Lord of your life, would you just slip your hand up and write back down and just say, today, I made Jesus Lord of my life. Thank you, sir. Is there anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else today? Read that prayer. Made Jesus the Lord of your life, whether for the first time or you've done it before, but you know when you came in here today, you're not in the right relationship with God, but you made him Lord of your life today. That's awesome. Would you put your hands together let's just celebrate that as another huge between the two purposes seven people made a decision to make Jesus the Lord of their life? That's incredibly awesome. Today we're going to also recognize, normally at this point in the service, on a celebration Sunday, we would have people come forward to be baptized in our horse trough, but today uh, we're, we're going to be having a picnic at Woods Landing, and uh, all of our people that are being baptized have chosen to be baptized in the river there, and uh, I went up there yesterday to check it out, make sure that there was enough water for us to be able to get people under, and I found a couple puddles. I visited with some of your neighbors. I don't know if you talked to Jerry or not, but... Got had a good visit with Jerry. Got to check out, and it was beautiful. And I think it's going to be beautiful today. And I hope that you'll join us for that. But we do have a, a, some pictures of some of the people, and we want to recognize them as well as those that are becoming members today. Uh, today, there's kind of a father-son theme to our baptism so we have we have Brandon and Michael. Would you celebrate that they're being baptized today? Brian <laughs> and Sam Bennett, who we're excited for them. I was hoping we could get them to wear that same outfit and recreate that in baptism. <laughs> but uh, And then Zane is being baptized today. And his Father's Son because uh, his dad's going to baptize me. He has family here today. We're excited about that. And then also, we already mentioned in the picture we shown earlier, but Marion is going to be baptized today. So we have six people that are being baptized. And that is just so incredibly awesome. That's why we exist, so that people can experience new life in Christ, so that the next generation can grow up seeing the examples and making those decisions that families together can commit to making those decisions. This morning we recognize Daniel and Barbara Sanchez as new members of our church and we're excited. I don't know if you have a picture of them. And then also Lisa Joe is being uh, reactivated as an active member of New Life. She's back and apart and excited about that. Would you celebrate those people are new members of our church? It's an exciting day. God's doing incredible things. I want to encourage you before today ends, It's not just incredible things in our church. It's not just a couple of select people. The reason we have Celebration Sunday and we have it so often is because God is continually blessing us. God is continually doing things. And we live in a busy world. We live in a busy society where it's easy to just go from one big high to the next and not acknowledge all the things that God does. It happens in a church and it happens in our lives. And I encourage you today, maybe you're a person that likes to journal, maybe you're a meditator, maybe you're a, a person that listens to worship and praise. whatever it is that you do, however it is that you just take time to pause and reflect, I encourage you today to take some time to reflect on what God said in your life, to celebrate the victories, even those difficult seasons, but acknowledge the things that God is doing, even when you can't see how he's doing it or, or where it's, it's it's leading you, just thank God for the blessings that he has in our lives. Let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful. We're thankful for who you are. We're thankful for lives that were committed to you today for the first time. We're thankful for people that rededicated their lives to you today. We're thankful for those that are making that decision to be baptized and, and giving an outward sign and to other people of what you've already done on the inside of their hearts. God, would you just continue to do that? Would you continue to change lives? Would you continue to draw people to you? in this community and through this church. Lord, we're thankful for people that have decided that this is their church home and they want to be a part of all that you're doing here. And Lord, we're grateful for that. We're thankful that that this is a church that's reaching their community. And Lord, that we pray you would continue to do incredible things, continue to stretch us and grow us, lead us into new seasons, open the right doors for us. Lord, we're so thankful for who you are, so many blessings, financial blessings that we've experienced. Lord, we just trust the future of this church to you. And I pray for each and every one of our lives and our families that we would take the time to reflect on who you are, that we would see the new seasons that you're taking us into, even though there may be changes and challenges. Lord, we just believe that you're doing incredible things in the midst of all of that. You're a God of seasons and times and purposes. Lord, we just trust you in every single season that you're a good God and that you're a God that we can trust with our lives and with our families. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.